half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder. Dirty-eating piece of slime, you scum-sucking pig, you son of a motherless goat. You are physically repulsive, intellectually retarded, vulgar, insensitive, selfish, stupid. You have no taste, a lousy sense of humor, and you smell. Take this quarter, go downtown, and have a rat gnaw that thing off your face. How do you write women so well? I think of a man, and I take away reason and accountability. If I wanted a joke, I'd follow you into the john and watch you take a leak. Broadcasting from the Live Network Studios in West Atlantic City, New Jersey, it's the Quizzo Trivia Podcast with your hosts Nick and Drew. To participate, tweet us at Quizzo Podcast or send us an email at info at quizzopodcast.com. That's Q-U-I-Z-Z-O. Now, let's get to the show. I got to give it to you, Nick. You picked out the right intro for the day. All right. That was the one. (laughs) Haven't heard yeah. it in forever. Drew, let me pick the intro this morning. I missed it. Not only is it a great no. song, but uh, what what a what a just amazing set of insults. That is the one thing I missed, though, for sure, uh, being in studio. I mean, one of the things being in studio, it's kind of easier to uh, play off each other. Yes. Because you can see the other person. Yes. Uh, but I... besides that and also uh, the intro to pump you up before... Yeah, yeah. I mean, really, there should be a way for us to uh, uh, to have you be able to hear the intro, but it's um, I don't know. <clears throat> it, it is what it is. We're, we'll figure that element of I mean, it. I out. think Zoom's stock price is up to about three hundred dollars a share. I heard. So no, I it does. It does work. It's just that I need your mic on a single feed, right, so that I can get the best quality into the mix that we produce for this. So for me to do that, I have to have you on a completely separate. Is that computer. really your job, or is it not Derek's job to be figuring that out? Yeah, but I don't pay him money, so you would have to pay somebody money. I just he does this because he likes to be humiliated and and <laughs> sit here. You understand? It's not fair a, enough. It's not not a financial incentive for the guy. I certainly didn't wake out of bed wake, uh, wake up out of bed at noon on a Saturday to talk about Derek. So. You scum-sucking pig. <laughs> you son of a motherless goat. Is there a better insult ever than you son of a motherless goat? I don't even know what it means, but it sounds horrible. Whatever life the motherless goat lived, just can you even imagine, Nick, the pain yeah, and suffering? I mean, you know, a f- a fleas on rats. And amoebas on fleas on rats. That's a good one too. <laughs> I I am a uh, I am a big fan of the entire set of uh, share insults leveled at Jack Nicholson. Uh, I believe it is from the Witches of Eastwick. Is that the movie they're in together? Yeah, it sounds right. I yeah. think we have that. So that's one of the sets of insults, and she just ends it with "and you smell." Like there's no way to just bring a man down to the worst level possible than just adding. You smell. It is. It is tough. It's tough. To come back <laughs> it's hard to. It's like it's, it's and and, a, and not said in a malicious way. Said it in a serious, concerned tone of voice. Like, 
do you understand how uncomfortable that is for people to deal with you because you smell? Like, people that smell, I don't think they know they smell. I think they're just used to their own disgusting scent, and that allows them to exist that way. Well, it's it's hard to tell somebody that they smell. I mean, it's got to be, like, usually oh. coming from your kids that's or... That's the worst thing ever. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Kids are the best <laughs> like, with that, though. Like when somebody they have no smells, fear. You, just, you just stay away from them. You don't, you don't necessarily, you know, you're not... Yeah, but what if it's like that relative? You don't have that relative, that one older relative that just doesn't know how to hygiene, you know, how to handle their hygiene properly and... It's like, ooh, oh, man, every single time we come around, man, no no bueno. I'm not going to name any names, but let's just say that I might have had one of those in my past who's deceased. But, uh, you know, there's no smells in heaven, so good with that. All right, let's get to it. it. Episode 178 of the Quizzo Trivia Podcast, the day before the NFL season truly kicks off. Uh, we had a, a false start kickoff or a great game Thursday, though. And I want to make sure our... Quizzo audience knows that Nick and I are now doing a second podcast on acfantasysports.com, which will be posted today now that our sites are back online. Um, So acfantasysports.com, and you can get our preview for the NFL season before that starts. Uh, A lot of great information about this week's games, over-unders, etc. I was money-making time on uh, Thursday. I was two for three on my uh, picks. Did you see the, the running back, the backup running back? 23 uh, yards. Was, yes, I did. 23 and, and a it half. was 23 and, and a half. <laughs> yeah. And they didn't give him a carry in the entire fourth quarter. They were up three scores. That's amazing. It's like, it, it amazing. I, well, I'll tell you one thing. We, we, we've learned a lot, but that we've learned that that kid is everything we thought he was going to be. Yeah, but he didn't catch any passes. Well, so, that, was mean, he, he, that was interesting. That was interesting, wasn't run, it? Yeah, it was one run uh, to the end zone. And I mean, people were talking about him like he's the, the, the next coming, but. His goal line work was not very good. No, I mean, he could but, have had four touchdowns. But I, but I have to be honest. Like you don't show your hand first week out, right? So he has the pass catching. I've seen it. So he'll. There. Yeah, the one ball they threw to him, he got smoked in the open field. So yeah. I mean, and he dropped. But he's a good player. Yeah, he right. looks good. He looks yeah, good. yeah. Um, all right. So so let's get to this week's episode. Though we'll start off in the general knowledge. Uh, shows starting to open up, folks. Indoor dining back in New Jersey, which is our home base. So hopefully some shows will be coming back soon. Some are still you know reluctant. I get it. Just be safe out there if you're going to play. Stay away from people. Don't let your host uh, spray. Have your host uh, keep it quiet. But we'll go with this one. And I think this is uh, this is an interesting one um, because it's something maybe you know, maybe you don't, but but historically, I know the world doesn't know, right? This is not a story that people are like, oh yeah, I remember that happening, um, because it's just it's it's fairly little known business trivia more so than anything else. So, question for you, Nick: Saving the company from bankruptcy in 1997, who is an unlikely five percent owner of Apple Computer Corporation? Wow, that is a lot of money. Duh, yeah. You're saying, as of today, this person owns 5% of Apple, or at, at, at the time in 1997? As of today, this person owns more than 5% of, of Apple. It's like 5.61%. I just... Uh... What? Yep. What? Um... Five point six eight percent of Apple. Uh, you know, I hate to you know get so technical on, on the question, but 
What's Apple's market cap at? Let's see. It's a trillion dollar company, no? Correct. Yeah, something like that. Let's see. Apple's market cap as of this moment, which is uh, so. I, I remember the trillion dollar companies like Amazon and Apple. I'm not sure if you know Microsoft got there or not, but I know they were the first two to break that threshold. Did they already split their stock? Did that just happen? Might have just happened because it looks like their stock prices. So they're they're a two trillion dollar market cap. Okay, so five percent of two trillion is ten billion dollars, right? Well, last I checked. So that's pretty nice. That is a pretty nice chunk. Um, what do you think uh, Apple did in revenue last year? Oh my gosh. I don't even know how to begin to calculate that, but, you know, I don't know, $350 billion? No, not even close to that much. Oh, really? Oh, oh, so, okay, this is a quarter. This is last quarter. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Last quarter, Nick. <laughs> Must be nice to be them. Yeah, so, I mean, just under $100 billion? Eleven, $11.25 in the quarter. Oh, okay. Which is up 12%. That seems like a high market cap for you know, for doing forty billion forty billion a year. Hot water. Anyway, ten, so this person's got ten billion dollars, at least ten billion dollars worth of Apple. Um, is it a celebrity? That uh, it's more of somebody who's known in the business world. It's not a, not a celebrity for being like a. a nah, it's not like Jay Z doesn't own. Right. Like, okay. Doctor right. Dre didn't invest. <laughs> like, you know. There, there, because there's people like like Fifty Cent, like owns vitamin water. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like he made an invest, like a strategic investment in vitamin water a long time ago, and like it made him a lot of money. Things like that. But it's not one of those. It's it's a yeah, bu- I'm just, it's business guy. I'm shocked. Not that like I follow the business world so closely, but I follow it enough that I'm surprised that I didn't hear this in 1997. Listen, I mean, that was man. right around when we were buying our. I was buying like my first or second computer. Like I'm only asking you this because when I got to this story through things that I'm personally pursuing or watching or reading or doing and and it has nothing to do with Mark Cuban so get that out of your mind <laughs> I, I no I, I wasn't going to guess Cuban I, I, I when I read that I was like how did I not know that how was that not more known that's that was my that's my reason my motivation for living quite frankly and for for giving you people the trivia goodness that we do. we do this is, is what this we is do what we, we find do. this out we go <laughs> holy crap the world doesn't know this it needs to and here you go and now we're you know 175 hours or 178 hours later you right, get so to this fact I, I'm really between a couple of guys and and, and the, the guy who I would think maybe would jump there's sort of three guys and the two guys that I would probably lean more towards one would be Warren Buffett. The other uh, would be Bill Gates, who would have that kind of money, and, and you wouldn't even know about it. But I feel like I so, feel so strongly that if it was them, I would know. Yeah, me too. I uh, felt that way too, but I was not correct. Oh, so it is one of those guys? One of those two. Jeez. Because theoretically, who else could it be? Well, I was going to go down the list, and I'm like, well, Paul right, you're Allen's good. dead, so my guess yeah. was going to be Steve Ballmer. 
That was that was my my guess was going to be Steve Ballmer. That's a great guess. I don't know that much about him. So I'm just going to sit like I feel like. Geez, I feel like I would know if it was Warren or Bill. So it's hard for me to even guess between either one of them. But I'm just going to have to say because he's so diversified, I would lean to Warren. But I, I just don't. I don't know. I, I'm going to say Bill Gates. You got it right. All right. Bill Gates, folks. Who, uh, I feel like I would know if Warren Buffett owned 5% of Not Apple. only does he own almost 6% of Apple, but uh, 30% of the population thinks he's trying to control humanity through vaccines. So he has that going for him oh, as well. Way, way more than 30. Way more uh, than 30, folks. You heard it here first. Way, up, way more than Bill 30%. Gates in front of uh, you know, way more than 50% of this country. And it's like, oh, that's the guy who's trying to vaccinate us. <laughs> Who's forced, Bill Gates? I think I think the term is I think the term is forced inoculations, Drew. That's what they say. <laughs> forced inoculations. That is what's what's the what's the word of the week, kids? I mean, how did he get that Man, reputation? Can you imagine coming back like you know the new Pee Wee's Playhouse? What's the word of the week, kids? It's forced inoculations. <laughs> you know, remember when they I all went know crazy? How he got that reputation? Like, here's a guy that made you know because he owns vaccine companies. More money than he God, has billions but, of uh, dollars in vaccine companies. Yeah, <laughs> that's how you get that reputation. It is an odd thing to go into. I got to admit, when you've made a hundred billion dollars, well, because he says his his goal is to try to help eradicate uh, terrible diseases that still plague third world countries, like you know malaria and stuff like that. So it's like yeah, on he, one hand, he's either the most evil person ever. Because he's or the nicest guy or the nicest guy ever, and everybody (laughs) just wants to cruise. Right? There's probably no in between. You know what I'm saying? Like he is either hell incarnate or like a savior. I guess you just assume if a guy's made a hundred billion dollars, he didn't get there being the nicest guy in the world. So well, and then there's the you know the dad stuff and past (laughs) political ties and Harvard ties and you know uh, Nostradamus or whatever they call it, Illuminati. I don't know. It's all Greek to me, as they say. Um, <laughs> so, good job. You did get it after after we got it down there. But uh, what, what do you got for me in general knowledge? And then I have another one before we can move into sports. I like this question because it involves both your knowledge of entertainment and some knowledge of geography history. So you put them together, you get general knowledge. <laughs> I will tell you that I, I will tell you the year of the movie if you want it because it will be in the question, but I'm going to ask it to you without the year because I think you can get it. What movie boosted tourism to Petra Jordan? Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Very good, very good. Easy. Can you imagine that there was people out there that watched that movie and decided like I am going to go to Jordan? Yeah. Petra is, it's a it's a wonder of the world. You know what I mean? Like Petra is extremely. Yeah, it's one of the new wonders of the world. Yeah, it's. A, right? I mean, it's a, it's an absolute marvel. And I got to tell you, like when I saw that, I wanted to know what that was, and I looked it up and found out it was a real place. And my first thought was, I want to go see that. Want to go see that someday? Yeah, because I also thought the Holy Grail's inside. It's not. That's a bummer. Right, right. And it's just, I don't think the inside. You can't do the whole snake thing. You can't do the whole, you know, leap of faith thing. None of that's available. There's no, yeah, there's, there's no, no attractions. Coming out of the wall. Now, now, now no... when they sell Petra to Disney, 
Disney can come in and rebrand that entire experience as the Indiana Jones Petra exhibit and put all that stuff in. And I think now you're looking at a moneymaker. Yeah, that's it's what it's America would do. We would it's go in and be like, oh, you've got a historic national wonder? Disney now owns that, and we're going to, um, you know. Yeah, I mean, really what you could do Charge is 110 you... bucks for the ride, for the <laughs> so Petra you experience. You Vegas, and you could visit New York City. You could visit Paris. Yeah, they should just build Petra out there <laughs> and and Venice. make it with the Indiana Jones thing. All the same, all the same block. Yeah, like There's Universal U- Universal Park in Orlando can do Petra and do the Indiana Jones. You know, exa- I don't know who owns that franchise, but I th- I don't think it's uh, Disney. NBC uh, owns Universal, doesn't it? No, I'm saying who owns Indiana Jones franchise. I I don't know which oh. group owns Indiana Jones. Oh, who owns that? Yeah, 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 I mean that was a Spielberg and Lucas thing, right? Right, Lucas but I don't know if Lucas sold that to Disney with the Star Wars franchise. They were completely separate entities. Yeah, my guess is he probably threw it in. <laughs> listen, give me three hundred million. From- give me three hundred million. It's like, listen, dude, you put Shia LaBeouf in the last one. I'm giving you two fifty. You hear me? <laughs> that alone costs you fifty mil, George, because you have to live with that. Yeah, Shia LaBeouf's not in the last one, is he? You know they're coming out with another one? No, I believe they have gone elsewhere for their casting needs. I, I don't believe they have kept on the path of turning over the franchise to him. Did Where's you there? watch The Wall Street with Shia LaBeouf in it? No. Okay. Did you? I love that movie, and I but I did not see the... Uh, I forget. What I did not hear good things about, about the sequel. You did not? I did not. You know, but are you sure it's just not because Shia LaBeouf was in it? Yes. I am sure. I am sure it got bad reviews because Shia LaBeouf was in it. Right, but it would make excellent is it, is total it sense. Bad, to me. Or is it just that Shia LaBeouf was in it? Like that, that's what I mean. Yeah, but you're but asking was... the same question. Shia LaBeouf is in it, so how could it be good? Well, it was still it was Oliver Stone did it, right? You know what? Maybe we're totally reading this wrong. Maybe the dude is a genius. I don't know. I don't. I don't dis. I, I don't dislike Shia LaBeouf on uh, on the artwork he's done. I just saw that one Indiana Jones thing, and I was like. A human being decided that I was going to let this happen where I am green screening, swinging on vines while a speeding Jeep goes next to me and monkeys are chasing me. Right, so and I've that is going to be a career move that allows that. that to happen. I've never seen that. So like the sight of him doesn't bother me. You know what I mean? You know, because there's some actors where you're just like, ah. This is the same as like when Nicolas Cage said, you've got snake eyes at the end of snake eyes. Like from that point forward, I was like, you let that happen to you. You shouldn't have let that happen yeah. to you. I'm yeah. not saying it's a, it's a game breaker. It doesn't take away all the great things that Nicolas Cage did. But at the same time, Snake Eyes. Right. You know, I can make fun of you for that forever. And yeah. Shia LaBeouf. I mean, I can't even spell your name. And you were in Indiana <laughs> Jones. I, I just, I still don't get that. I, I don't like it and I don't get it. All right, what do you have for me, uh, general knowledge? Uh, All right. Uh, so I'm sure you know that the most famous comet we have, Halley's Comet, was discovered by Edmund Halley. Halley's Comet. Since, since Edmund Halley's discovery I said, of the famous comet. comet, how many trips has it made? Past Earth. Halley's Comet. Two. Edmund Halley's. Dos. 
Dose? Dose. Yeah, Edmund Haley, old, way back in 1682. No way! Yeah. Good so for him. Four, no idea. I, I thought like he might be somebody's grandfather. Yeah, I guess I'm right. thinking of Sir Edmund Hillary. I think I just immediately yes, confused yes, those two in, in my 50s, head. I yes. I believe he was in the 50s. <laughs> I immediately just made I was like, maybe they're cousins. They might as well have known each other. Wow, 60. You see, that's a good one because who would have known that? You know what I mean? That's a long you time ago. You'll just ask what century was Haley's... Yeah, yeah, discovered. So so the answer is probably, what, six? Six times? No, the answer is four times. Four times? So okay. 1600s. Yeah. yeah. was it first discovered. Every 72 years, five. right? That was the fifth time it was seen. Gotcha, so. okay. Oh, well, good news for you, Nick. Yeah. I found uh, just the scene of Shia LaBeouf um, swinging on vines for you. So all I have to do is see that. Oh, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going to make you watch it because I had to see it. So anyhow, um, oh, I got my, I got one true false for you. You ready for it? Go ahead. <laughs> Nick, Nick hates these and loves these. Uh, Nick, true or false, cereal is named for the Roman goddess of harvests. True. You got it. All right. Did you know that the cereal grain is named for Ceres, who is the Roman goddess of harvests? Awesome. I did not know that. But yeah, so every morning when you're eating cereal, it is complete sacrilege. Just let your children know that. That is the devil's food named for a Roman goddess. Does that make battle? I don't know why I did Michigan an old Jewish woman accent of... when I was complaining about the devil. That, that doesn't really make much sense at all. But okay. What, what's that? Does that make Battle Creek, Michigan, like the center of hell? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. They should have statues to the Roman goddess Sarah. Don't don't you think? Like, wouldn't that be a bigger deal? Yeah, in Battle Creek, Michigan, they should yes. definitely have some kind of a statue. Yes, the absolutely. Entire economy the, based off the, of the Sarah Awards. You could have like you know every year. Just see the representative from Lucky Charms and the representative from Fruit Loops sitting there staring each other down. That has been a tough market to crack. Like, if you think of cereal, we're eating the same cereal we were eating in the 60s. Four, much, yeah, you know I mean? it's like how much sugar in a little space with coloring can we get in there? There is some company called, I'll give them a free plug, called Magic Spoon. And they've got, like, kid-tasting cereal, but supposedly it's all incredibly nutritious ingredients and nothing bad. And they've somehow made it possible. I'm skeptical, but I did have the... Uh, the Fruit Loop, or, or, or not the Fruit Loop, what's the uh, Apple Jacks version, right? The Apple Jacks version? Gotta, yeah. Gotta say, it was good. Tasted like Apple Jacks to me. Wasn't All exactly right. like Apple Jacks, but it wasn't enough not like Apple Jacks for me to be like, not doing this. You know what I mean? Yeah, you've piqued my interest. There you go. Yeah, it's called Magic Spoon. Yeah, my kids eat uh, the Rice Krispies. Been around since like the 1930s. Yeah. Yep. I like Special K. That's not a bad one. I like the actually the special K with those fake strawberries, which seems disgusting. Yeah, no, the freeze dried strawberries. Uh, it's yeah, not bad. I, I like I that. I also I like, like uh, product nineteen. I mean, they're these are boring cereals, but they're not bad. They're just flakes. You yeah, know what that's, I mean? that's what I mean. The cereal market is just it's been. I love that something was called product nineteen, <laughs> and that somebody allowed that. It's like yeah, yeah, sure, 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 <laughs> that'll sell. What are, you gonna, what are you going to name that? It's, it's called Product 19 because it's a 19th cereal. Should we run through week. marketing? No, 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 no. We fired marketing. 
Marketing doesn't work anymore. It's the Great Depression. This is just called Product 19. It's what we're going to be giving away. Really what it is is the leftover bits of everything else we make. So we didn't really have a name for it. It's like a hot dog of cereal. Um, <clears throat> let's do sports, Nick. All right. Uh, can you tell me the SEC team, so the Southeastern Conference team, that plays furthest north? What SEC team is furthest north? This could have been a good general knowledge, too, because you got to, again, know your geography here for this one. Yeah, this is a great. I know you can name a, all the SEC schools. This is a great easily. question. Yeah, I can. I can. Um, geez, my gut says it might be Tennessee. I can't think of like uh, I'm trying to map out because um, there's two sides to the SEC. You know, they got the one one side and the second east side. East and west. E- east and west. Doesn't to... help you with north and south. <clears throat> Yeah. Um, I, think, uh, I mean, you can eliminate, you know, the Florida schools. You can eliminate. Uh, yeah, obviously. Uh, it, it just comes down to 10. Uh, I'm trying to think, is Kentucky farther north than Tennessee? All right, so you're right on it. This is, this is, this is, where, it, uh, this is where this question is won. Which is further north, <laughs> Kentucky or Tennessee? Yeah, that's that's what I'm struggling with because there's two. Well, there's two teams in Tennessee, right? So you got uh, you got Vandy, Vandy. In, in, in Tennessee, but you got uh, Knoxville is, is further north for sure. So and it'd University be University. I, I'm gonna go with University of Kentucky. You got it. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice job. It can't be that far apart. They can't be that like on a plane. I know. Like I know. Kentucky's far farther west for sure, but it can't be that much farther north than Knoxville. No, no, it's close. What does that look like? I want to see that on the map. Yeah, that's that's a great question. It's a great, and you could also ask it this way: Who is the worst team in the SEC in football? Well, isn't it Vandy? It it could be Vandy. Yeah, Yeah, but that's the best contest. Is Vandy, Kentucky? Because both fan bases are like, we finally have a freaking chance at winning a game. Didn't we see Vandy get slaughtered in that game actually this past year? Yeah. <laughs> Can you even imagine the humiliation? It's like the one game you think you have a shot at winning and you get killed. Wow, that's brutal. All right, I got a good one for you, Nick. Uh, I I think it's gettable, though. Who is the NFL's active rushing leader heading into the 2020 season? I'm pretty sure I It's actually not even really that close. Yeah, and and the weird thing is that it's not Adrian Peterson, (coughs) is it? No, well, I'm saying this. This is in reference to the last thing, by the way. I'm sorry. Uh, Knoxville is way further south than Lexington. Yeah, no, they're on top of you. Like, Kentucky yeah, Lexington is 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 exactly north. Like, do same yeah. road, due north. Yeah, and then Kentucky's you hit Cincinnati. On top of yeah, Tennessee. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking they were more like level. You know what I mean? And uh, right, right. No, I, I, mean, was, I, I wasn't picturing they were it close. right. So I'm like, they're you know they border each other, but Kentucky is on top of Tennessee. Yeah, no, there's no question. Lexington is 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 one is 90 minutes north of Knoxville. So there you go. That's close. You don't realize how close all of these things are in the south well, to each other. Weird, like once you get to Atlanta, weird, I don't have the map in front of me, but isn't Louisville right next to Ohio? 
Yeah, so Louisville's in the actual dead center of the state of Kentucky, like the absolute, let's see, uh, not the dead center, but like slightly north of the dead center. Um, and then Lexington is further east, and then Knoxville south, and then Indianapolis is like an hour and a half north of Louisville. And Cincinnati is an hour and a half, maybe, or sorry, Louis, uh, Indianapolis is two hours north of Louisville, Cincinnati is an hour and a half uh, northeast of Louisville. And Lexington yeah, looks like it's thinking, like, 50 minutes, 30 minutes. Yeah, I think there's somewhere really close where you can get from Louisville to Ohio, if I remember correctly. Oh, yeah, there's no question. It's probably 20 minutes from the border. Right, so that's why I think it's confusing because you don't, I don't know, I don't necessarily think of Ohio and Tennessee bordering each other. Right. Yeah, but no, they... But Kentucky, right Kentucky borders them, and and yeah, ten, or Tennessee to Ohio is very close because you can make right. it from Knoxville to Cincinnati. It looks like in three and a half hours, four right. hours, something like that. Straight up, you just go up seventy five. You get you hit right into Cincinnati. So, all right, um, yes, and and you're correct about this question. This is not Adrian Peterson, which I think is what most people will put. That's why it's a good question. Yeah, it feels it feels like it's Adrian Peterson, but there's an old man that has been in the um, NFL for a long, long time by the name of uh, Frank Gore. Since we were children, I think like we I don't know if we were friends yet when he had started. Like I don't, yeah, I don't think I was allowed to have a beer in a bar when Frank Gore's name was first uh, made known to me when yeah. he was at the University of Miami. Yeah. Getting yep. his knee torn up, and they never thought he'd play again. Unbelievable. And, and this guy is are. 38 years old. To, to give you some perspective, years Nick, later. You, want, you want some perspective on Frank Gore? Starting in college as a freshman this year for a major team is Frank Gore Jr. Okay? So you literally might have a situation where if this guy keeps playing, and who's to say he can't, he might get to play in the same backfield as his son. They got to give this guy two pensions. I mean, I, the Griffey's playing baseball together is one thing with the DH and whatever else. The idea that there could no, be a father-son running back combination in the running National back. Football League is so crazy to me, but it's theoretically possible. It is theor- they say Frank Gore is in as good a shape as he's ever been. Like he's physically in the best shape of his life. Like he is a workout phenomenon. I just, he's 30 freaking eight years old. 30 they, years um, old. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, these guys. That is the Mel least Gordon. sexy <laughs> NFL rushing career ever, by the way. Like, there's no <laughs> highlight Gordon films. All of his highlight films are him getting four and a half yards and hitting the ground. Yeah, his highlights over those 23 years are not, uh, <laughs> it's, not, it's, not it's, like, it's like, here's Barry Sanders, and you see him cutting on it. Like, even... I would venture to say Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has better highlights in the one game he's put in the NFL in terms of visual than Frank yeah, Gore's entire absolutely, career. Absolutely, and here in we 60 are. Sixty minutes of football, right? That got that carries, one that I one cut that he took that made that guy just fall on his ass and he took it to the house is like that was more than I've seen from a movement standpoint than Gore in fifteen seasons, the last fifteen seasons, which aren't you know that doesn't take into account his first. 
All right, I'm going to bring up a great stat for us. Okay. So do you know who the, like, the all-time leader in yards per game was? There's, there's one guy who has rushed for over like Jim 100 Jim Brown? Jim Brown. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, number two. Number two is, do you know what number two is? Yards per game. This guy averaged 99.8 yards per game. I do not. You, you, you mentioned his name, Barry Sanders. Oh, yeah. That's what made me think of this. Barry Sanders. Now, oh, man. where does Frank Gore rank in rushing yards per game? <laughs> <laughs> it's like 61 and a half. Uh, man, I wish I could find this. I thought, I thought I'd be able to pull it right up. Oh, here we go. I'd be shocked. All right, so we got... 226 games. Let's get this yards up here. This will only take me a second. I got the, uh, I got to go calculator on this one, though. 15,347 yards divided by 226 games equals. What, what did you guess? 61. Oh, my God. All over it. 67 yards per game. Yeah, that sounds about right to me. And because the guy's him. been a, a career backup for at least half of his career. And how how old is the is the man? I think he's 38. Wow. Like I said, Mel Gordon, Melvin Gordon, people think he's done. He's 27 years old. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, we're listen, we're... Frank Frank Gore is going to get forty percent of the carries for the Jets, so you know. <laughs> Say what you want about the Jets, but they've had some uh, pretty awesome Hall of Fame running backs wear their colors at various points in their career. Just never when they were, you know, <laughs> in their twenties. Right, not only in their twenties, but relevant. <laughs> you know, helpful. <clears throat> Curtis Martin did. You know, Curtis Martin was a did the most of his work as a Jet. He's he's the true? guy. He's the guy. Curtis Martin, you think he'll go? Is he in the Hall of Fame already? Yeah, I think so. Pretty sure he is. Interesting. He 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 goes in it as a Jet or as? A... There's no question he goes in as a Jet. Yeah, I feel like let's see. I don't even do they do that in football the same way they do it in uh, baseball, where you go in as a. I, don't, I just don't He pay was much selected to, to the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 2012, and he is in as a member of the New York Jets. Yes, okay. Yes, they do do that. Yeah, there's no question. He played for. Um, oh yeah, he only played four he, seasons he only with played, the Patriots. Yeah, he only played. Uh, he only played three seasons with the Patriots. Oh okay. All right. He was with New England from '95 to '97. The Jets from '98 to 2006. All right. Two Pro Bowls with the Patriots and three Pro Bowls with the Jets. Yep, so. five-time Pro Bowler, two-time first-team All-Pro, second-team All-Pro, NFL rushing leader, 2004, 20, uh, Offensive Rookie of the Year in 95. And, Nick, little-known fact, my fifth-round pick in the 1995 uh, Livingston High School football draft. What round? Fifth. I got Curtis Martin in the fifth round as a rookie. Uh, and people thought I overdrafted him, and he was sh- shite for the first four games. He was bad for the first four games. He was injured, so he didn't come on. And then after that, I, I believed in him, though, and I remember listening to people talk about him on FAN and saying um, Bill Par- Parcells would not shut up about how much he loved Curtis Martin, 
thought he was the complete package, loved everything about him. And Bill Mar- uh, Parcells <clears throat> heaps praise upon no one. <laughs> like, I never heard him say anything positive about a human being before. It's kind of like, uh, that's where Bill Belichick got it from. Until, oh, yeah. Until, until Cam Newton came to town. Yeah, now and, he can't stop talking. And when Parcells took over the Jets, the first thing he did was create a free agent contract uh, for Curtis Martin that the Patriots could not match because it had the first ever NFL poison pill, which basically said that if he played more than X games in a state, you had to pay him X. So they did it at three games in Massachusetts, or four games in Massachusetts. If he played more than four games in Massachusetts, figuring he could definitely play three because of the playoff game, but the odds of playing four are almost not possible. Um he has to make X amount of money, and it went through all these court rulings, and it turned out to be legal, uh, and New England couldn't do anything about it, and they had to let him go to the Jets because uh, it would have destroyed their salary cap completely. In other words, for the Jets, his contract would have been $30 million because he only had to play X number of games in New York. But for the Patriots, if he had signed the same deal that the Jets offered him the contract for, it would have been $47 million, the max possible. So it would have ruined their, their salary cap. Um, all right. So there you go. And then that was outlawed in the following CBA, following collective bargaining agreement. So there you go. Frank Gore, New York Jet. Look out for him. For I guarantee you he won't be averaging 67 and a half yards a game rushing for the New York Jets. He's going to bring that average down. All right, man. What do you got for me, sports? Uh, I want the three NFL quarterbacks that were on the 1982 University of Miami Hurricanes. Keep it in the hur- keep it in the Jim Kelly. Yep. Bernie Kosar. Yes. Could it be Vinny Testaverde? It could be Vinny Testaverde. You got it. He's that old. <laughs> Jim Kelly, Bernie Kosar, and Vinny Testaverde were all on the same team. Well, that's because they all came out one after another, and it was so Kelly yeah. was a senior. He graduated, then Kosar graduated, then Testaverde graduated. Yep, you got it. And then Testaverde played till like three years ago with the Jets. He's he's actually still. So was it was it Bernie Kosar's team that Doug Flutie gutted with that hail mary? It was. Yep. It was. And uh, so I believe Kozar Kelly started out in the USFL, right? He he went to the USFL for Miami, right? Because he was they didn't think he was tall enough to play in the NFL. Um, so Bernie <laughs> Kosar was the victim of maybe two of the most famous, you know, five plays in NFL history, or or, or five things. The drive by Elway, the drive, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Which came after and- the Jets game. The the Browns beat the Jets in the playoffs to get to the game against Denver in double overtime. Uh, and that game was handed to the to the Browns by the referees uh, on a third and 17 play in overtime. I think the Browns were on their maybe 40 and <clears throat> Jets stopped the play on third and 17. They flagged Mark Gastineau with roughing the passer for basically a just just like a like a tap. Didn't even didn't even brush him. Didn't certainly didn't knock him down late. Just, you know. Like, like a half tap through the penalty, kept the drive alive, and then the Browns beat the Jets in double overtime to win that game. Um, and that set up the drive the next week. I got to tell you, I, I felt a lot of happiness and satisfaction watching the Browns lose the next week. Um, so sort of made me a 
closet Broncos fan for that run. And then the Redskins, who were my my second favorite team, just beat them by like a million to nothing (laughs) for the following week. It was like, oh, this could be the year. John Elway finally does it. This team is different. The drive, final score of the Super Bowl is like 52 to 6. (laughs) <laughs> it was the best. Yeah, Denver might have scored the first six, too. It was... Yeah, it was the first play of the game, I think. <laughs> like, they threw like a touchdown pass to like Mark Jackson or something like that. The other Mark Jackson. All right, uh, oh. Nick, this is unbelievable. I don't know that you're going to get this. I don't even know the best way to ask this question. But did you hear what player was reintroduced into the Madden game for the first time in four seasons? I got this one, Colin Kaepernick. Okay, now let me ask you this, because I knew you'd get that. If Colin Kaepernick's Madden rating were compared against the other 32 starters in the NFL, what place would he rank? Uh, uh, what do I get this within? About three either way. Jeez, that's tough. All right, I'll call it 12. 14th. You got it. Yes. They I made him the 14th highest rated quarterback just, in the game. Just just above half is where I was thinking. They're not going to make him second half. Yeah. He was the 32nd quarterback in 2016, if anybody remembers. That's correct. <laughs> That's why he lost his job. Right. So it had nothing to do with People act like he lost his job for kneeling. He lost his job for losing game after game after game after uh, with a good roster and a great head coach. But Well, I mean, he was I, – I, I think he, he had a down spell and just didn't get a chance to, to get it back, but it's just, you know – he lost all the touch on his ball. If you remember, he yeah, was just like no, firing line drives and like could not, I could not put any touch on his passes. I do remember his accuracy went down dramatically. But is also a guy that went to the Super Bowl, and you know the New York Jets' backup right now is David Fails. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm so, not saying that he's not worthy of being a backup quarterback. But when you go from making 25 million a year or whatever he was nah, making, I just don't know if he's really... worthy of an 81 Madden rating after four years of not playing. I mean, that's like you know. That's a little absurd. Um, so, yeah. So get them on Madden, though. It's cheap. Uh, are you ready to move on in geography history? You got another sports one for me. No, let's do geography history. All right. Um, I have two, so if you want to fire away, go for it. During the Revolution, what city did General Cornwallis call a hornet's nest of rebellion because of the fierce fighting of its residents? During the American it's a good Revolution. one. It's a good one. It's a good one. Um, what city did Cornwallis call a hornet's nest of rebellion because of the fierce fighting of its residents? All right. So now Cornwallis was stationed in the south, right? <clears throat> I mean, Boston's an obvious option. New York, Philadelphia, Richmond, Virginia, for some reason. Uh, so, so I feel like Cornwallis was based in the south. Yeah, because he surrendered at at Yorktown. Yorktown, which is in the south, which is in Georgia, right? Right. I'm just going to throw a dark horse here and say Yorktown is in Virginia. Yeah, I said Virginia. I'm going to throw a, a dark horse and say Richmond. That is not correct. Yeah. Philly? Think of sports, Drew. Think of Oh, sports. Charlotte. Charlotte. Ah, yeah, I knew it was in the South. All right. So that's <laughs> a, I should have thought it. The Hornets. Yeah. The there Hornets. You go. That's why they got their name, the Hornets. See, that's great. That's that's both sports and geography history. 
Yeah, I got a lot of those this week. I have one that's both sports and geography history, too. It's really part of the story, not the question. The question is just I had to put the boring question together, but I'll I'll give you the story background. Um, Part of a larger group of countries, Nick, Cardiff is the capital city of what country? Wales. Yes. Nick should be all over that. Otherwise, Coach will be very mad at you if he listens to the Quizzo Trivia We also have one in Egg Harbor Township, I believe. Yes, we do have a Cardiff Township in Egg Harbor Township. (laughs) Do you know the second biggest city in Wales? Ooh, you the better. second biggest city in Wales. You better. Hmm. You better, you better, you bet. The second biggest city in Wales. Yeah, dude. I mean, Coach is listening. I mean, people don't, coach people is don't listening. talk a lot about... Coach is listening, and he's angry. He's saying, for... Sick, oh, Swansea. Swan- you're giving it away. <laughs> yeah, I got 15 it. No, years I got it. for the I thought you were because coach is from Wales. Yeah, Swansea City. Got you, got you, got 15 you. years for the fucking club. Yeah, I got you. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Uh, <laughs> yes. Like, well, I'm like, coach is angry. It's not like people talk about like the cities in Wales that much. All right. I got there's you. two of them. <laughs> there's Cardiff, okay. and, there's Cardiff <laughs> and Swansea. I got you. I got there you. might be others, but there's only two that people know. Cardiff and Swansea. So it's funny because uh, have you ever heard that Swansea City's uh, supporters are called uh, the Jack Army or the Jack Bastards? Yes. Okay. Do you know why? No. So listen to this story, dude. There was a dog named Swansea Jack. It was a dog from Wales who, during some sort of storm, saved 27 people from drowning in the River Taw. He was awarded the Silver Cup by the Mayor of London and to this day is the only dog to have been awarded two bronze medals by the National Canine Defense League and was named Dog of the Century after his death. Wow. Swansea Jack has a plaque. Is that amazing? <laughs> like a dog went in to a river that was ro- 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 you know, flooded and roaring people away and saved 27 people and dragged them to shore. Wow. That's like Lassie stuff right there. I mean, Lassie's got nothing on Swansea <laughs> Jack. Life, Are you kidding me? real life Lassie. Yeah, that's like, I mean, pet your dogs, folks. This is this is what God gave us. God gave us dogs. Like man's best friend. Like, that is, you hear the Jack army. And by the way, did you see, this isn't a question, but did you see that eerie, eerie picture of the baseball game, I think, in San Francisco, and the entire audience is cardboard and the sky is bright orange because of the oh, wildfires. Yeah, send it to me. I saw the bright orange sky, and I... It's yeah, like you I, can't I find a more dystopian yeah, you got, got picture that has ever existed. Uh, the tweet I got was, I'd like to nominate cardboard humans watching baseball in a dystopian hellscape for photo of the year, please. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> it does. Oh, it looks like Blade land. Runner 2046. Why <laughs> people watching baseball? It's like, oh, what's, uh, why, why was there car? Oh, no. human. It's not safe to be outside. <laughs> These are robots playing and cardboard people watching. Wow. Yeah, I like how it says terrifying in the picture. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that's, what it is. that's what it is. All right. What do you, uh, you got anything else, geography history? I've got one more great one for you. Yeah, how many move. pairs of presidents share a last name? Oh. Pairs of presidents share a last name. Jesus. This is too much work. Harrison. Bush. Roosevelt. 
Adams. Harrison Roosevelt Bush Adams. Is there a second Johnson? There's Andrew. Lyndon. That's five. You got it. I'll save you, uh, save you the time. You got oh, it. Thank All you. Five. There's five. I just named them. Done. You did it. I mumbled them. All right. That's great. Yeah. Uh, took care of that quickly. Yeah, the Johnsons the only ones that aren't related. Yeah. Uh, the other yeah. four sets. You got two fathers. You've got uh, you got a grandfather, yep. and then the Roosevelts who are cousins. <laughs> no, they're brothers, but they like their cousins. <laughs> well, they're brothers who are cousins through marriage. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I, I channel I channel like Ronnie Puppet. When I think of the Roosevelt, <laughs> got my attractive cousin over there. <laughs> um, all right, Nick. Here's here's one for you. This is this is a gem. I, there's so much to this question that I could ask it so many different ways, but this is the way that I came up with. Uh, what McDonald's innovation was first rolled out at Fort Hachura near Sierra Vista, Arizona, in 1975? I know I'm I'm butchering that name. Fort Huachuca. Fort Huachuca near Sierra Vista, Arizona in 1975. Sorry, say that one more time. What McDonald's innovation was first rolled out at Fort Huachua near Sierra Vista, Arizona in 1975? All right. They were not brothers. I just want to clear that up. The Roosevelts? Yeah, they were not brothers. No, they were cousins. They were cousins, yeah. And and I believe that Teddy was Eleanor's uncle. Like, they, they were distant cousins. <laughs> but Teddy was Eleanor's uncle, and then Franklin married... Come over Eleanor. here and sit on uncle's lap. <laughs> so, like, literally, they were more closely related through the marriage of him and Eleanor than they were... Related through being cousins themselves. We Roosevelts are a different kind. <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing Kennedy's accent with the Roosevelt. I just don't remember really what Roosevelt sounded like. So anyway, I think they actually kind of did sound alike. If I hear, if I remember, like Kennedy had kind of a Rooseveltish style about his speaking. Yeah, Kennedy had much more of that like New twang. Yeah, yeah, accent, I know. Though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So now that I cleared that up, because that was that oh was oh Nick, me. breaking news. Vikings what? Dalvin Cook agreed to terms on a five-year contract extension. That's what ding, I like to hear. Ding, ding, <laughs> ding, ding. Uh, don't have to worry about that. All right, sorry. Give me your question again so we can move on. What to McDonald's our innovation was first rolled out near Fort Hakachua in Sierra Vista, Arizona, 1975? McDonald's innovation? The drive-thru? Yes! Nick all is right. all over it. Do you know why the drive-thru was created? a car in a 120-degree blacktop to buy a burger in Arizona. It actually has to do with the military, man. Drive-thru was created because the military barred uh, soldiers from getting out of their vehicles wearing fatigues. So they would leave the military base and couldn't go out to get food. So McDonald's created the drive-thru in this location in Sierra Vista to service the military who would leave the base, pick up food, go back to work without having to change. All right, cool. 
And it's still there, by the way. That same drive-through, and it's list. It has a big plaque: first drive-through in in history. So awesome. I mean, I barely do uh, McDonald's, but when I do, I do the drive-through. So. <laughs> yeah, you know, my kid loves the fries. Like I don't. Everything else yeah, is take I'm, it or leave boat. it. You know, the fries are oh, kind of legendary. You know what McDonald's innovation? I'm a huge fan of. I don't know when they started doing this, but I found this about a year ago. They sell bagged ice in the drive-through like a dollar 40 a bag so you know like one of the most annoying things when you're having a party is like to go get ice it's amazing yeah you yeah. boom drive through ice awesome wow love it uh all right entertainment for you fyi was the name of the news program on what sitcom i say this again fyi was the name of the news program on what sitcom sports night no. Let's see. This is an interesting sitcom because it was something, you know, from our childhood. I actually it, ri- it rings a bell right away. It we rings a bell right away. We, we, like, we literally, I don't think we've ever had a question in I know, for trivia. your information. Right. FYI is the name of the news program. But strangely, I watched this show. show like, this went into, like, that. Um, Mr. Belvedere? Were, they were on at, like, 10 o'clock at night. Every night you could watch the show if you wanted to. Syndication. Show went into syndication. Uh, it was about a news program, FYI. Like news radio? No. Nah, that it was, was about a news program. It is ringing a bell. It is ringing a bell. It's just not coming to me. All right, you want it? Yeah, sure. Murphy Brown. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's where I've heard it. I wasn't a big fan. No, you didn't. You didn't like that humor. No, nah, it that just dry. was. I, I was a little too young for that. You know what I mean? Like that wasn't that wasn't my. Dra- I did like Murphy Brown because my dad went out with her on a date and t- talked about it for the rest of his life. So they both went to the University of Pennsylvania together at exactly the same time. So my dad, Candace Bergen, yeah, Candace Bergen. So my dad tells the story that she was like everyone knew she was going to be like something huge when she was there. Like she just like had a, you know, like an aura, so to speak. And supposedly there was a rumor she was dating some director already and it was, you know, much older or whatever. But my dad approached her and said, I think you're amazing and I'd like to have coffee with you. And uh, she said, OK, I'll have coffee with you. And they had coffee together and then they never saw each other again. <laughs> so he must have made quite an impression on that date. Uh, otherwise, Murphy Brown could have. But that I turned in. Dad, in my... He's never been uh, one to hesitate. To, no, uh, no. And he did score out, the so. coffee date, which is more <laughs> than a lot of people. It's more than a lot of people get for starters is, you know, even scoring that one coffee date. So, A, he has that memory. And two, I turned that into a lot more as a child. I'm pretty sure I said Murphy Brown almost became my stepmom, even though that didn't match up mathematically at all because my mother had not come yet. So. You know, made no sense. But it didn't matter. Didn't stop me from telling people Murphy Brown and I had a connection. Uh, and a good story for her if I ever met her. Um, all right, so that's a good one, Nick. I only got one for you in entertainment. Uh, it's a decent one, and, and then you can uh, give me your last one. We'll call it a okay. day here. Uh, played by Richard Belzer, what fictional detective has been on 11 different shows for over 20 years? I don't know. I think they got this guy rated as the long, like 
he's got all kinds of Guinness records. Yeah. He's been on the most yeah. shows, the longest time playing one show. I know he's all involved in this whole show. series of shows that I don't watch. I just I, I have no idea what his name is. Oh, okay. <laughs> his name is. I, I mean, I, I I know it's Belzer. I know the character. So you I could just... have gotten if I asked it in reverse. Who plays? Yeah. This exactly. detective. It's got a I've great never detective seen, like, name. One episode of any of these shows that he's tied into. Like, that's, I'm just completely, it's something I just don't interest myself in. But go ahead. All right. Uh, detective John Munch. Okay. Yeah. I, in a million years, I wouldn't have been able to come up with it, but I am familiar with that whole range of shows. Like, what, what are they called? It's like uh, the CSI. Yes, yes, the CSI shows, right? There's or is it Law and Order? I'm sorry, Law and Order. Okay, it's Law and Order. Yeah, I, Law and I, Order. Was like, what, what, what are those shows? I, I think he's I've been never... on both. I think he crossed over to both. I think, C- I think CSI yeah. was like, hey, you got that Munch guy? Can we borrow him for over here? We'll do a whole thing. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we're done with him. Yeah, like there's 47 CSIs, and then there's like 57 <laughs> Law and Orders, and I've never seen an episode of one or the other. So that, that's why I was completely lost on that. But I am aware uh, of him. All right, man, last one I got for you here. What 60s TV show had its own theme park until 2004? What 60s Ooh. TV show had its own theme park until 2004? Oh, man, was Gilligan's Island a theme park? I would have loved to go to that. That's a nice guess. I would have loved to go to that. Fantasy Hawaii. Island? I would have loved uh, to go Fantasy to Fantasy Island. Island. I don't know if that's a 60s show. No, it's a 70s show. Um, but but Gilligan's Island certainly is. All right, so it's not that. Is it a Western? Yeah, they're all over. What, the theme park or the show? I'm saying you, 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 it's, it's a Western, so right. okay. you're on the right track. I mean, like Bonanza? You got it, Bonanza. There was a the theme park for Bonanza? Yes, there was until 2004. You imagine... I We're mean, Dollywood. Country, we could have driven across the Bonanza. Theme I'm park. still bummed we didn't go to Dollywood. Remember when we we looked and we saw a sign and it was like Dollywood? Oh yeah, I got a friend that went there actually. Apparently, it's all built up in that area now. Pigeon Forge. It's all built. Pigeon up. Forge. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I I still am seeking Dollywood. We'll, we'll get there one day. All right, folks. That does it for episode 178 of the Quiz and Trivia podcast for Nick. My name is Drew. We'll see you next week, everybody. This has been the Quizzo Trivia Podcast. Visit us online at quizzopodcast.com for more information. 